Be the Abu Productions welcomes you to a new episode of the BE Podcast. Join in the conversation with Pastor Jonathan Gallardo and Pastor Henry Cruz. Hello, everyone. My name is Jonathan Gallardo, pastor of Vida Abundante Cicero, and I'm with Henry Cruz. And welcome to 2023. Yeah. Happy New Year, man. Happy New Year, bro. I hope you've uh, kept up with your New Year's resolution already. <laughs> it's, it's been, been, it's been three two days. days. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you've at least gotten through the Old Testament already. Yeah, we're, we're just <laughs> flying through <laughs> that Bible reading. But um, yeah, any New Year resolution for you? Finish this school project and graduate. School. How many? How much more do you need? I I got a couple. I want my deadlines the fifteenth, and then I go from there. January fifteenth. Oh, so. For those of you that do not know, Pastor Henry is doing a D Min. That's a doctor in ministry program over at the Master Seminary. Shout out to the Master Seminary yep. over there. Shout out to John MacArthur. Yeah. J Mac. Hoping he's better. Yeah. And. Um, <laughs> I know he's probably listening too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh yeah. But yeah, so pray for our brother Henry. Hashtag pray for Henry yeah. on our Twitter and uh, follow us on Twitter again. Yep. A- a- what's the handle again? So the handle is Vida English Pod. No, nothing fancy, nothing, no acronyms or nothing. It's just the way it's spelled out. Vida English Pod. So if you haven't followed us there yet, follow us there. Uh, we, you know, we send out some content during the week uh, and try to keep keep active on that. Yeah. But we're back at, you know, we're going to finish this uh, survey that we've been studying for the past several weeks or your past podcast on the state of theology. And again, a, can you just remind everybody what the state of theology is? What's more, Henry? Yeah. So it's basically a survey that was done for Christians, so for churchgoers, people that attend services, evangelicals, and uh, they were asked various, or not asked, but they were given various statements about Christianity, morality, uh, the Bible, and and other things like that. And uh, yeah, people were basically just asked to answer those statements based on a category, what, what they would call the Riker scale. So it's, you know, strongly agree, some would agree, not sure. Uh, some would disagree or strongly disagree, and so that's what we've been doing, and we've been going through 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 these questions and and yeah, dialoguing a little bit, and been really surprised by how people have answered some of these questions, especially because again they they consider themselves Christians, right? So it's not a a general uh, you know statements that are going out to the general public. Right. These it's are for the church, yep. supposedly. Yep. Okay, so that's why it's very important for us to speak about this and. Uh, and hopefully you've been answering the the questions on your own. Mm-hmm. And again, you could follow that at thestateoftheology.com. You could answer the survey there by yourself and see if uh, it, your, your responses are, are in line with not what me and Henry say, but yeah. with the Bible. <laughs> so let's go. Let's take it from there. We are on statement 26. Yeah. And this is a uh, fascinating statement. It's We're getting very, into these moral topics. Yeah, yeah, controversial statement. But this is what the statement says. And I want to see if you guys agree. So, again, you could pause the podcast, answer for yourself, and then unpause and listen in. The statement says, abortion is a sin. Hmm. Pause. Welcome back. Henry, is this statement true or false? It, it is True. Abortion is a sin. Uh, in the survey, going based on the, the, the strongest and the, the, those who strongly agree, 34 say 34% strongly agree with the statement. 
and then 27% strongly disagree with the statement. Everyone else falls in the middle. And I think that that's because this is where our culture is at mm-hmm. with this subject. It's, they're it's, uh, yeah, they're in the <laughs> middle. They're on, well, it depends, you know, what's the scenario, what's the situation. Um, and I feel like the excuses for abortion keep growing each year. And so the scenarios keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And our, when I remember when I was a kid, it was like, you know, rape. Mm-hmm. And then that was the only scenario people brought up. And now they bring up, you know, what kind of life is a child going to have? Are they raised, being raised up in poverty? And like you have all these yeah. other things that, that get brought up into this discussion. But I think that's why the majority of the people are like answering in the middle because I think they have the an understanding of it depends on why someone is getting an, an abortion. There was a, uh, a a popular podcast that was speaking about this mm-hmm. recently or maybe in the past couple of months. But they mentioned, like, I think there was a, a Supreme Court case about a, a young girl being violated by a relative or mm-hmm. her father or something like that. And and they're saying, how are you supposed to tell this girl that she still has to have the baby? Right. And, you know, that, that that's just wrong. You can't tell this little girl. She's, she's 12, 13 years old. I think that that's how old she was at the mm-hmm. time. And you you can't tell her that because, it, you know, it's just wrong for you to tell this girl girl to raise right. her father's i guess child through her and mm-hmm. yeah, it's a weird scenario yeah. it's a very like different scenario but those are some of the things that come up you mm-hmm. know and and as christians how do we how do we respond to this uh, again i'm dumbfounded by the fact that 27 strongly disagree that this yeah. is not a sin so they're okay with right killing babies, babies yeah. for x reason yeah and um and they can and they're okay with killing babies and they're okay with calling themselves Christians right. believing in Christ. Uh, so how how do we how do we navigate this as a Christian? Yeah, I, I mean again, I think it's reminding ourselves that our standard of morality is not what we think. That's where we start. We start with scripture and it begins with what God calls sin and God calls murder sin and you know, again, I I remember there's a famous clip going around with with Joe Rogan and I forget the guy from Babylon B who was pressing. I think that's what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was pressing on on this issue and and the guy answered pretty much two wrongs don't make a right, which I, I think was a wise way to to engage that conversation with him. But for us, you know, it's not even two wrongs don't make a right. Is that God has established an order and and so this is murder no matter how you want to look at it, regardless of the scenario. And again, my thing is that we apply these scenarios to this situation, but we don't apply those same scenarios to other situations. So, for example, you know why kill the the baby and not the 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 victim in this case? And so again, some people would be like, oh, that's cold, that's harsh. But I only say that to say. Well, technically, the one that's affected the most, it's not the baby. The baby is unconscious of the event that has happened. Um, The victim, on the other hand, will live with the memories. And that, for me, is really the issue here when people go that route, which is uh, ultimately whether you kill the baby or not, the trauma is still there. Mm -hmm. The person still has to go through some type of counseling, some type of healing, you know, some type of ideally biblical counseling to to really mm-hmm. get 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 this traumatic experience out of their mind. But but that's really for me the issue. The issue is is that no matter what excuse you try to throw at this as to why it is okay for a child to to be killed in the womb, ultimately we have to remember that God Himself, you know, has 
ordained as a sin. You can't murder someone who is innocent. And that, in this case, this is the greatest genocide yeah. that our, our country and the world in general has, has witnessed, and no one's willing to call it that. And it, it keeps getting pushed. Mm -hmm. And we, we, you know, oftentimes Christians get criticized because we always bring this up in, in political, you know, environments of, of well, abortion and, and we're pro-life. But it's not simply because we, we are pro-life, but it's something that the left wing or the yeah, left yeah. side always brings up. And I, I mentioned this in, in the Spanish podcast yeah. that when we were doing this in Spanish, but uh, a couple of months ago or, or maybe, yeah, a couple of months ago, they, they had the, you know, the political races for governorship. Yeah. And every political ad that I saw yeah. on YouTube, on television, it everything was mentioning we got to defend the women's rights. We yeah. can't go backwards. We got to keep defending the women's right to choose. Yeah. And it was nothing about like, you know, advancing the economy, yeah. securing the border or anything like that. It was just all about they were running on yep. This ab yeah. abortion and, and they and, won. <laughs> and, yeah, and so there, there you go. So that's where the, the, the country lies. Yeah. And that's where the majority of the church lies as well. So this is a, a very I think this is a topic that's not going to go away. Right. And as a Christian, you have to understand what the word of God says so that you can adequately mm -hmm. and not just uh, superficially, but defend this yeah. with with a biblical virtue. So uh, for anyone out there, again, you know, if, if you've. You know, I think that there's some people that probably, even in the Christian world, yeah. have committed abortion. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, it is a sin. Yeah. But God forgives yeah. sin. And yeah. you can't live condemned your whole life. God doesn't condemn you your mm -hmm. whole life. He He's actually seeking to, through Jesus Christ to heal that and restore you to a rightful place with yeah. God. I think one, one final comment. I always like to tell the ladies, have the courage of the Hebrew midwives in the book of Exodus. You know, people always say Moses stood up to Pharaoh, but in the book of Exodus, the Hebrew midwives actually stand up to Pharaoh first. And it's on this issue. Yeah. They're told to kill all the Hebrew males. And they're like, no. But again, why? The text says because they fear the Lord. And I think we need more, more than anything, guys too, but we need young ladies to stop this nonsense mm -hmm. that the culture throws at them, yeah. uh, that feminism throws at them. And we need young ladies to stand up and courage and really, really have the courage of the, the Hebrew midwives. Fear the Lord and call sin, sin. Yeah. Man. Let's move on. That was a, a very important question there. And yeah. we're moving on to even further oh, man. Uh, difficult questions, but they're they're good questions yeah. or statements. And statement 27, here it is. Statement 27. Again, this was given to churches mm -hmm. or people that go to church, evangelicals. Statement 27. Gender identity is a matter of choice. Pause for a second. Welcome back. Gender identity is a matter of choice. True or false? Yeah, th this is false. I'll give the numbers here quickly. 24% agreed strongly with this statement. 38% disagreed um, with, with this statement. So that, that in a sense, is, is, is pretty good. Everyone else is in the, in the middle. Um, but yeah, again, you know, I don't know if you want to speak a little bit on, on, on this issue. Obviously, it's something that, you know, transgender people transitioning um this whole language remodification of you know you're not your gender when you're born you know you're you are you know you're becoming type of <laughs> type of language that, that people like to use but yeah 
curious to hear your comments on on, <laughs> on this on this gender identity as a matter of choice. I, I just I'm fixated on the notion of people, you know, completely changing God's plan. Mm-hmm. And whether or not they acknowledge God at all, the they they see a deficiency in it because it's it it's so simple. Yeah. Like biology is so simple. Yeah. But it's so simple that I guess people, you know, if it's too simple, then it's not good. So they they have to modify it. So everything God has ordained mm-hmm. from from marriage even down to the actual sex of a person yeah. is modified to to somehow in in people's minds make it better. So right. now we can have this this um just any any kind of identity from from cats to dogs yeah to, right it gets to, weirder and yeah, weirder it, it, each time it's, it's like you know how do you teach your kids mm-hmm. this you know how when it's so simple that god the way god formed yep. it the way god made it is is exactly the way it's supposed to be yeah. and to overcomplicate it is, is it just goes on to make a big disaster in, in everything that we do so we have to be very careful and again i believe the church falls you know in in this little gray area too because yeah. some strongly agree here that so we we do have people talking about strongly yeah. agreeing with this with gender this identity yeah. and and that just goes to show again the, the pressure of society over them the pressure of, of social media uh, in in everyone's life and i you know i don't know if we could see well we probably could but it might take too much time but like the the actual um age range that that agrees with this the most right because I'm pretty sure it's millennials that are like at the top of the list of like the most that agree on on this level, especially being in the church world. So we got to teach our our people that we're made in God's image and we're made as male and female. And we have to catechize our people to Mm. understand that that's the way we are made. We can't change how God formed this. We could deform it and we could modify it ourselves. I mean, you, you got to even think about this. Plastic surgery is a multi-billion dollar industry mm-hmm. in the United States, or even mm-hmm. all over the world. People, in most cases, women are not satisfied with how they right. look. They, they yep. get their eyebrows done. They get their breasts augmented. Yeah. They get, I, you know, recently my wife was, you know, I'm not looking this stuff up, but yeah, yeah. my wife was talking to me about people like it's, it's a common thing for a lot of Latino women mm-hmm. to go to Mexico to get butt implants. And I'm just like, this is what I'm like that. Yeah. Because it's that's cheaper. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a thing. So it's like, wow. Okay. Well, yeah. that, that's interesting, yep. but people are not satisfied again. They're not satisfied with how God mm-hmm. made them. And that just goes to show the deep flaw of sin in, in a person's life where we're not satisfied with the image God mm-hmm. has made for us. So we rather find it in, in, in something that, that we see on Instagram or a, yeah. a photo or an image that we kind of want to go after if it's male, female or whatever it is. Yeah. And we try to copy that and embed it in our lives when God made us to be identified with him. Yeah. And that's where we get our value. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. And, and this is again, a problem. You're, you're right. So I was looking at the numbers here and yeah, the, when you get to the 18 or 34 range, it, it was a uh, 30% that strongly agreed with this and 29 disagreed. Uh, so Again, yeah, I think the the older generation kind of swayed yeah, yeah. this this maybe questionnaire or this statement a little bit more to the strongly disagree side, but the younger crowd for sure seems to be more open to to this gender as a matter of choice. Yeah, yeah, these statements are are 
you know, they're saddening for the yeah. church in, in, in most cases. But let's move on. Yep. Again, uh, statement 28. Uh, we're going through this. Statement 28 is another difficult statement. Mm -hmm. But here it is. The Bible's condemnation of homosexuality behavior doesn't apply today. Mm. Take a pause. All right. Welcome back. So is this a true or false statement? Yeah, this is false. Um, and this was an even split here. 30% strongly agree with with this statement and 30% strongly uh, disagree with 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 the statement and again the younger you go the the more the strongly uh agree side comes wow. out so they agree with this statement you know this i i think um from a hermeneutics point of view the way we interpret scripture has become a problem and i think part of the issue is is that it really starts with and i know this is going to sound weird but it really starts with the debate of can women be pastors because the arguments are the same and so i know some people use that you know that that text that that says you know there is no slave or free yeah, you know there, there's no male or female and so they'll use that text and it'll be like see you know god says no male no female it doesn't matter and so now of course you take it up a, a notch mm -hmm. and so it's like well yeah no male no female well gay or yeah. not it, it's, it's all go. good and so and again because a lot of these arguments usually for many years now on women pastors the argument has always been Oh, it's for that culture. It was for that time. It was for that time frame and, and, and so on. And so a lot of people have this reading of scripture where it's like, yeah, you know, God was anti this in Leviticus mentions mm -hmm. a few things in you know, uh, the New Testament and in, in, in Corinthians and in the fruits of the spirit. And, and, and so, you know, they'll, they'll go around their, uh, around the bush on these things, but at the end they, they come up with. But that was for that time frame, for that period. But now, you know, it, it's, it's a different, whole different thing yeah. as if God changes. And that's why for me, this is an issue, yeah, of how we interpret scripture. And, and it's obviously a flawed view. The answer here is is obviously that God is against mm -hmm. homosexuality. Again, he's established an order. Love is not love. And again, in our in our culture, this is the problem that even evangelicals who try to embrace love is love, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. just let them be. And now, you know, just this week, Twitter, Twitter was trending on um, minorly attracted persons. Oh, wow. So that the hashtag was was trending around because again, and wow. so what does that mean? It's pedophilia, yeah. but pedophilia sounds harsh. Yeah. Minor attracted yeah, yeah, yeah. people or persons, whatever the hashtag is, not so hard. And again, wow. that's how our culture is. This is Satan, his deceptions. You know, you can mince around words, but at the end of the day, what the statement is is the yeah. statement. You know, it, it is what it is. And so um, that for me is the issue, though. I, I think a lot of Christians do bite into the apple. You know, Satan is very deceptive. Uh, I do think there's a spiritual element to all this, but there is a lot of deception. And 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 that's why, you know, love is love sounds yeah. great. Who's going to be anti yeah, yeah. love being love, except that the God of the Bible establishes what love is and what love is not. And that's well, we can't redefine right. That. And we can redefine that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's impressive to, to see that there's 30%, 30% yeah, on, on, this, on, this, yep. on this issue. God is holy in the Old Testament, mm -hmm. and he shows his severity with Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah. But it's not only based on those texts that we see. Right. Um, it's the fact that God still maintains his holiness. Yeah. And his severity continues all the way through the book of Revelation. So it's not an Old Testament thing. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a God, it's a theocentric understanding right. of what God is doing from the old to the new testament and this is completely against god's again yeah. it's against his design yep um and so we call it a sin because the bible calls it a sin yeah we're not here 
to be homophobic. Right. It's just, that's what it is. Right. Moving on. Man, we could spend a lot of time on these things. Yeah. Moving on, we got two more statements to go to. Yeah. 29, God is unconcerned with my day-to-day decisions. Pause. Welcome back. True or false? Yeah, this is false. And the majority uh, strongly disagree. Well, 40% strongly disagree with, with this statement. Uh, 18% strongly agree. So, yeah, God is unconcerned with my day-to-day decisions. Again, no. Like, we're called as believers to follow Christ, to pursue him, mm-hmm. to cherish his law. And so th- all th- those things include my day-to-day decisions. Am I living a godly life? Am I living a life that's God-glorifying, Christ-exalting? Um, so yeah, God is not unconcerned. And that's a good thing because, again, um, it's not just in the law aspect, but it's a reminder that in our moments of difficulty, tribulations that we may face, God is concerned with that as well and how we handle that and how we answer to that. So it's not even just, you know, the obeying of scripture, but it's in many uh, phases of life um, that God is concerned with with our day-to-day decisions. And, and I think one of the greatest images that we have of, of, of God, especially in the revelation of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. is this fact of, of, of a pastor, of a shepherd yeah. that that cares for his yeah. sheep. And we see that from the famous Psalm 23 all the way to John 10. Yeah. Perfect image that he has in his hands. He will not let us go. So he cares for us every day of our life. Yeah. So remember that. Moving on quickly to statement 30 then is this final statement that we're going to touch on today. The Bible has the authority to tell us what we must do. Welcome back. Hmm. Is this true or false? Yeah, this is true. The Bible has the authority. And again, here, an even split, 29 strongly agree <laughs> and 29 strongly disagree with everyone else. You might as well throw out the in, Bible. In you, the you middle. Might yeah. as well. Why right. even go to church <laughs> yeah. if you're not going to believe that the Bible, the Bible. has yeah. full authority? Yeah. And again, this is a problem in our culture. It's it's the reality of where the church is headed, where the Bible is really being put to the side. You see it in sermons, the way people preach today. Uh, the Bible is to the side. And even if those that attempt to to have it open, yeah. they just kind of yeah. wave they, off. They into use it to prop things. their iPad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that's an issue. But the scriptures have authority over all our lives. It's what it's where God instructs us. There's nowhere else. It's not, you know, in my dreams. It's not in, you know, when I'm eating cereal. What did God speak to me? No, his authority for us is revealed in scripture. And yeah, it's it's the Bible that has the authority over our lives. Yeah. So who, who's going to have your who's going to have the authority in your life? Mm-hmm. That's the question you have to ask. And if it's not the Bible, then it's probably yourself or your other God that you're right. looking and serving. So be careful with that. Be careful with these pastors that do throw away the Bible in most cases because they don't even preach it. And um, and I'm talking about people, big prominent people like yeah. Andy Stanley, who has specifically said, yeah, many times you could get rid of the Old Testament yeah. basically. And even he's dabbling into the New Testament yep. stuff of not even thinking Jesus meant what he said. Right. So or I mean, or, or Jesus' words greater than Paul's. Exactly. That whole debate there. But yeah. And he's got a mega church. Yep. So be careful with people like that. I mean, you could look at Andy Stanley's videos. He doesn't even use the Bible. It's just a television screen. <laughs> so it's <laughs> Well, friends, that was it for this episode. Again, happy new year. And we're glad that you tuned in. Follow us on Twitter and be ready for next week's. We're going to finalize the, our, our study on the stateoftheology.com. See you next week. Thanks for tuning in. For any questions, reach out to us on Twitter at Pod. 
or go to our website, Be the Abu That Church. We hope to see you next week. This has been a Be the Abu Productions presentation.